don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. Welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. All right, crew. So we have got, I'm going to start a uh, really fun short series here. Um, This is about like one thing that was always on my mind when I started and part of the reason, um, which I've said, you know, briefly on the show a number of times of why I called it the crypto economy when I first got that tagline or that name or whatever is it wasn't really about it wasn't about other cryptocurrency. It wasn't about altcoins. In fact, altcoins weren't really a thing when I was thinking of and trying to use that name. What it was supposed to reference or mean was every part of all the technology and the protocols that enable a cryptographically secured economy, one where the the software itself essentially was the management of the market, of the economy, uh, so that we would freely organize. It was, it was uh, that space where you could be digital nomads. It was the place that cypherpunks already lived, but not all the tools were there yet. Um, and Bitcoin is a massive, massive part of that, but so is things like BitTorrent, so is GPG, so is um, or PGP, um, like all that stuff, like just cryptography in general, smart contracts, like all these things are part of the crypto economy. I just think Bitcoin is at the heart. And Bitcoin is also what like really led me here, obviously. Um, so uh, this article series is actually, it's by Simon Morris. And uh, this was also written in December um, of last year. So it's a few months old now. And it's uh, it's a one of four, so there's a four-part series, and it's Why BitTorrent Mattered, BitTorrent Lessons for Crypto. And it's just how we can look at the past, we can look at other P2P technologies like BitTorrent, um, and uh, we can explore its history and development and iterations and take lessons that are seriously applicable to our current struggles in the Bitcoin economy uh, to uh, it can kind of give us a little bit of foresight into the troubles we might have to the challenges that would be coming up Um, a little glimpse into the future by looking into the past so we're going to go ahead and jump into this and uh, I may or may not do these back to back Um, if I do this will finish out the week I'll just be hitting these every day um, but I'm also working on notes for a guy's take episode just about um, uh, the Lightning Network, which I think is going to be fun. So I may, when I feel like I've gotten all my thoughts together on that, I may just go ahead and jump in, do that episode, and then we'll roll back to this series afterward. Um, and I've actually got like, uh, keep checking back here because I've definitely got like, I think one or two um, series that I started in the past, like the mycelium one. And I think there was another one I need to go back and check, um, that, oh wait, Nick Batia's, um, a four part lightning network series. Uh, he just released the fourth part of that, um, Hasufly and, 
uh, Suzu's um, Investor's Guide to Bitcoin uh, series. They released the fourth part of that. So there's a number of things we can revisit pretty soon. So keep an eye out for those um, uh, because I'll be probably piecing them in with the other things that I've been wanting to read lately. But okay, Uh, so let's go ahead and jump in to why BitTorrent mattered. BitTorrent Lessons for Crypto. And again, this is by Simon Morris. And uh, this is posted on his Medium page. I don't think I was able to find him on Twitter. Um, just realized I don't have his link up here. Either that or he just didn't have messages. Maybe that's what it was. I couldn't direct message him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Simon Morris is on uh, is on Twitter. Um, and it's Simon H. Morris. M-O-R-R-I-S. Um, so definitely check him out. There's some really, really good stuff. And uh, this is going to be a fun one, I think. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in. Why BitTorrent Mattered. BitTorrent Lessons for Crypto. Part 1. The End of an Era. When BitTorrent Incorporated was sold earlier this year to Chinese cryptocurrency organization Tron, or more precisely to Justin Yuchen's son, Tron's founder, it was truly the end of an era. BitTorrent Incorporated was wrapped into the Tron organization, thus vanished the company most closely associated for almost 15 years with the BitTorrent ecosystem. Remaining employees are all now Tron employees, and the mission is now identical to Tron's. All told, I worked at BitTorrent Incorporated for almost 10 years, working at various times in product, data science, strategy, and general management. In that time, the company pioneered many R&D projects to deploy decentralized technologies for use cases such as content delivery networks, folder sync, file sending, P2P communications, web publishing, and live streaming. In the fall of 2017, the company started work on a project to develop a cryptocurrency integrated into the heart of the protocol, work which led somewhat unexpectedly to the company's acquisition. Having spent so much time close to what was perhaps the most broadly deployed decentralized technology yet, I'd like to share some thoughts on how the world of BitTorrent played out and what the lessons may be for the world of Bitcoin and the wider crypto or blockchain industry. It's worth starting with a little background on BitTorrent. Over the years, many people have heard of BitTorrent, and most who have think it has something to do with illegal online file sharing. But many people are surprised to learn that there is a company called BitTorrent Incorporated. In describing BitTorrent, I have always tried to differentiate between three different things. BitTorrent technology, an ingenious peer-to-peer file transfer protocol invented by Bram Cohen in 2001. BitTorrent Incorporated, a company co-founded by Bram Cohen and Ashwin Naveen in 2004 to pursue commercial application of Bram's invention. And the BitTorrent ecosystem, a huge and leaderless community of users and entities which coalesced around the largely illicit sharing of popular files online, which were often media files protected by various copyright laws. BitTorrent Technology 
At its heart, BitTorrent technology is a file distribution protocol. It was designed to enable the distribution of large and popular files across the internet without the need for provisioning very large servers with huge available bandwidth. Unlike cryptocurrencies, there is no token involved. Instead, the economics behind the system rely on transient barter relationships where peers choose to share more with counterparties which have already shared with them. Further specifics of how it works don't matter here, but it's worth mentioning that the very technical design objectives were important later in protecting the founders and the company from direct attack. Bram's objective was never to enable copyright infringement or make obsolete a decades-old, multi-billion-dollar industry around selling copies of media files, and yet his invention led in a fairly straight line to that destination. As a result of its innocent objectives, even though BitTorrent technology found such spectacular popularity in illicit sharing of media files that at times it risked swamping available ISP bandwidth, the step that ISPs might have taken to eliminate it never actually arrived. There were plenty of ominous signals as well as a spirited defense coalescing around the broader net neutrality movement, but the lack of any illegal intent and the presence of what lawyers termed substantial non-infringing use cases ultimately helped insulate BitTorrent technology from serious ISP-level or state-level intervention. Certainly, there were plenty of ISP attempts to interfere with what was considered excessive BitTorrent traffic, but a concerted and state-sanctioned attempt to kill it never materialized. In large part, this is because no one wanted to set a legal precedent of censoring general-purpose technology simply because of one set of legally problematic uses. Unsurprisingly, the full story here is more complicated and includes lobbying on both sides, many attempts to damage BitTorrent traffic, and a major initiative by BitTorrent Incorporated to adapt the protocol to make it less aggressive in the wild. The broader backdrop was the rapid build-out of internet bandwidth and the emergence of new applications which were even more bandwidth-hungry than BitTorrent. In time, BitTorrent traffic simply stopped being the top priority for ISPs that it once was, and as a result, they started focusing their energy elsewhere. BitTorrent Incorporated BitTorrent Inc. has spent its entire life living with, by turns profiting from, and more often apologizing for, the notoriety of many of the other actors across the BitTorrent ecosystem. It still distributes two of the most widely used BitTorrent clients, BitTorrent and uTorrent. It acts as an evangelist for the best uses of BitTorrent technology, and it makes money by advertising to millions of users of its technology. It has a culture that has kept it far afield of any copyright infringement activities or encouragement, but it has continued to update and secure the technology on which a significant proportion of the BitTorrent ecosystem runs. The BitTorrent Ecosystem Alright, let's hit our sponsor real quick and then we will jump back into this piece. The BitTorrent ecosystem is made up of the people who use the technology. Just like with Bitcoin and other blockchain projects, there are a number of important roles, but each role is fulfilled by a large number of participants. The bulk of the BitTorrent ecosystem comprises 
developers and distributors of client software that communicate using the open BitTorrent protocol as documented on BitTorrent.org. Operators of thousands of public and private torrent sites, which provide catalogs of torrent files and community curation mechanisms to help users find files to download. The Whereas Scene, an underground community of people who collect, unprotect, and release high-quality versions of movies and other media on two torrent sites. Operators of tracker nodes, which help peers efficiently find each other, formerly required infrastructure that is now optional. And a few hundred million consumers in literally every country on Earth who use torrent software to download files. Many of the roles within the BitTorrent ecosystem are both emergent in that there was no original design and self-organizing in that there is no leader and very few institutions that govern who does what or when. The roles of both BitTorrent Incorporated and Bram Cohen in the BitTorrent ecosystem have for a long time been quite remote. Bram, as the respected but restrained progenitor of the technology, and BitTorrent Incorporated as the increasingly disliked quote, sellout, which saddled everyone's favorite software with ads and serially failed to develop the features the community most called for, mostly around anonymity and content discovery. Why BitTorrent mattered. The first thing to note here is BitTorrent mattered, past tense. I don't think it matters so much anymore, and it hasn't really mattered for some years now. True, it still has a large user base, but it no longer has anything like the relevance it once did. The reason is that the media industry has long since moved on and BitTorrent no longer represents the existential threat it once did. I'll talk more about this in the fourth of this series of posts in Who Wins in the Face of Decentralized Disruption. Of course, I really mean that the BitTorrent ecosystem mattered. BitTorrent Incorporated, the company, played an important role at times but rarely had definitive influence and more often acted to avoid taking on a leadership role. The BitTorrent ecosystem mattered fundamentally for two reasons. First, BitTorrent for the first time made the sharing of very large files possible for anyone with an internet connection without the need for any special infrastructure. This led to explosive growth in the popularity of BitTorrent for sharing large digitized media objects. It wasn't the first or the most recent technology here, but almost certainly operated on the largest scale. Where BitTorrent technology and BitTorrent Incorporated left off, the broader community filled in the gaps using off-the-shelf web technologies to deliver curated directories and search indexes, hosted public and private sharing communities, crowdsourced ratings and reputation scores, de facto standards for naming and encoding of files, and countless other features that made a raw technology into a thriving and usable ecosystem. The popularity was such that BitTorrent traffic was variously reported as consuming tens of percent and sometimes over 50% of all internet traffic. To make any files trivially shareable was a fundamental challenge to the media industry, which started out treating the internet as just another sales channel into which a new, quote, format of file could be distributed. 
vinyl cassette CD gave way to the MP3 file and VHS DVD to the MP4. But this was not to be, as delivering a copy of a file to a single consumer on the internet meant that it was extremely difficult to prevent that file from being passed around to every other consumer on the internet. BitTorrent was the last in a long line of technologies that obsoleted once and for all a file-oriented approach to building a mass media business model. Second, the open and decentralized architecture of both the technology and the community meant that it was essentially impossible to shut down BitTorrent file sharing. Other file sharing systems came and went, always crippled by some centralized Achilles heel, but BitTorrent persisted. While there have been endless legal, regulatory, and technical attacks on different parts of the BitTorrent ecosystem, the ecosystem has remained impervious and still operates today, much as it did over a decade ago. The fact that BitTorrent Incorporated also survived through to an acquisition is partly due to an abundance of caution and proactive attempts to find the good in file sharing, but mostly due to the fact that it was clear that shutting down such a company would not make much of a dent in the BitTorrent ecosystem. It would simply eliminate a moderately constructive partner at the cost of alienating a colossal number of consumers. BitTorrent users would just find other torrent software to use, and the ecosystem would continue unabated. BitTorrent fundamentally mattered because of its remarkable resilience. In spite of its incredibly disruptive influence on the media industry and the flood of illegal activity that it seems to have enabled, BitTorrent has proven to be unbelievably robust. Perhaps Bram's crowning achievement with BitTorrent was therefore to be the proof of concept of precisely the sort of global, decentralized, utterly censor-proof network that Satoshi Nakamoto had in mind when he conceived of Bitcoin. See post 2 in the series on rule-breaking, what decentralization is really good for. And that concludes part one of the four-part series, Why BitTorrent Mattered. And uh, I thought this was this is going to be a really cool series to go through. Um, uh, this one was just kind of an overview of what's going on in the BitTorrent system, particularly, I think this is particularly helpful if you're not super familiar with it, but also to get a good refresher. I know BitTorrent has kind of had its day, and it's now just kind of a, a stable portion of the internet, essentially, because um, it's definitely still out there. And um, But I think he's right. I think the it, it was basically, like, this is uh, one that I actually highlighted on the um, article here, was BitTorrent was the last in a long line of technologies that obsoleted once and for all a file-oriented approach to building a mass media business model. And I, that's exactly... Like, what happened was Netflix. Like, it, it basically proved that the business model of the physical world, the, um, I'm going to package and sell a, you know, DVD or whatever, like, the pricing structure and the entire, literally the entire business model, just the the way media was packaged and sold, the the units that it was did not work in the internet. Like, it just did not work in a world of free copy-paste. 
um, and where information was free, media was free. And they had to completely adapt to that reality, and they did. Um, you know, some – it dethroned a lot of supposed media gods um, in its day. It really is amazing how much BitTorrent has changed the internet and the fact that it was such an important precursor to Bitcoin. It was exactly what, you know, Satoshi could see and think, like, this is what, this is how this needs to be built. This is a tool that is, that could be used for more than just this. And to extend that and then create Bitcoin from, from kind of the fundamental ideas and structure the architecture of the BitTorrent network is just absolutely fascinating, and I think there are a ton of lessons to be pulled from this section of the Internet's history, uh, which is why I think it will be really fun to go through this whole series. Um, and But we're going to actually just close this here today. I don't have much to add to that one. It kind of spoke for itself, and I hope you guys join me with tomorrow of Simon's... Uh, part two of Simon Morris's um, series. If you want to, I will have the post. I'll have the link to the post um, up there, and you can find it on his uh, Twitter. He doesn't really post much on Twitter. He's just got his article series, and he shared a couple other, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But uh, you can find those on his Twitter page, so you'll just see that in his feed. It's literally just the articles. And um, uh, so if you want to get a head start and check out uh, part two, three, and four, those links will be available to you. Um, if not, we will either get to them throughout the rest of this week, or maybe I'll space them out a little bit. Um, I may just go through this all together. Um, but I got a lot lined up, so I'll have to see how I feel tomorrow. And I will talk to you guys then. Don't forget to check out cryptoeconomy.life. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Jump onto iTunes and hit that subscribe button and follow me on Twitter at the cryptoeconomy. And until then, I will catch you all tomorrow with another episode of the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, guys. Thank you.